0: That's something I came by. Or anything that I can do. That's the difference.
1: <laughs> That's the difference.
0: Between whiskey <laughs> and you. I love that part.
1: This is Dylan. This is Nick. And you're listening to.
0: Hello, and welcome to Colloquium. Happy Sunday, Nick, and happy solemnity of the Assumption of you, Mary.
1: You almost said feast, didn't you?
0: almost said feast. That, that counts, would be, yeah. That would be cutting short the glory of the day, wouldn't that, it? That counts,
1: yeah. Well, happy happy solemnity to you. I almost said feast, too, dang it. Yeah.
0: But, or, uh, as they say in the East, the, the Dormition. The ah, dormition yes, Mary. indeed.
1: Yeah, they. when I was in Israel, they... Uh, uh, I spent a week in Israel on one of the focus pilgrimages, you know, and... Um, How cool. They called the uh, the church uh, where tradition holds that, you know, at least in Israel, that Mary ascended into heaven, or ascended, assumed into heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, they call it the Church of the Dormition. So oh, that's really? where I first heard that word, cool. yeah. Cool. Uh, anyway. So that
0: was in Israel? It was. Interesting. Yeah, I think Ephesus. Uh,
1: I mean, we have, so we have, tra- I think, traditions in the faith that um, maybe aren't mm-hmm. based on I want to be careful here because yeah. Uh, yeah, because yeah. I don't want to say anything that's not true. Right. But we have tradition, you know, quote unquote traditions that you know local communities have that maybe aren't based in historical historical fact that still allow for us to to uh, grow more spiritually or get closer sure. to Mary or yeah, so on yeah. and so forth. So I think that's yeah. just one of those.
0: Yeah, there are aspects where the history we don't know, but maybe we have stories and traditions, lowercase right. tree traditions. Tree traditions? Yeah, tre- 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 tree, 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 tree. Lowercase t traditions. But the um, the interesting thing about the Dormition, by the way, that's thunder. I don't know if you can hear it in the background, but there's there's storms here in North Alabama, so you might hear some some thunder throughout this episode. That would be kind of cool. I hope it comes through. Seriously. It will sound ominous. Um, but lowercase t, t traditions, um, Dormition. Oh, Interestingly, uh, I was talking with a Greek Orthodox priest recently who um, he referred to the Dormition as a like, what do you call it? Like a, a spiritual or a, 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 I forget what he called it. It was like a non-literal or non like, um, I forget what he called it. But basically like the, the, the Orthodox, they don't have the doctrine of the assumption, but they kind of have this tradition of the Dormition of Mary. Um, and the reason that they just don't have it dogmatically defined right. like we do in the West, but it's kind of this tradition that's always been there and been celebrated. Um, so for them, you know, the way at least the way he was describing it, it was less of a like, um, historical thing and more of like, it's, it's a, a mystery that he's not denying that it happened, but the emphasis is more on like the implications it has for our life, right? Um, which I thought was kind of interesting. Hmm cool all right but that's not what we're talking about oh i thought that was it really no we're okay. talking about this is my topic um so if it's bad hate mail goes to me for this one normally it goes to nick but I <laughs> okay. can go to this one go to me for this one um our topic is friendship something friendship. you're a big fan of aren't you nick it's a beautiful thing yeah big was, friendship guy
1: that's right big friendship guy <laughs> no i love talking about this and uh i was kind of known for uh uh, just randomly exclaiming friendship when I was in focus, um, on You're I'm still for campus. That. Don't, oh, really? Oh. Don't put
0: project this onto the okay, past. Okay. Yeah. I'm older and
1: more do. mature now. I don't say those things, but
0: <laughs> Nick does these things. If you've ever encountered him in public where he just like kind of states the obvious and it's really awkward the first time you hear it. One of them's like, ah, friendship, right? When he's having a good time with friends. Another one is, uh, Nick, he'll like, you'll be like, uh, there's like a, a lull in the conversation. You just, you just look at everyone and you go, so what are we going to talk about now guys? <laughs> and the first couple of times you hear it, you're like, what, what, the, what is, what is this guy about? And now I just hear it and I just roll my eyes. Cause and the people who don't know him are just like, wait, what? But I just, I'm, I just roll with it now. Uh, good. You so should. those are, those are Nick One of them being friendship. One of them being friendship. Nick is a big friend. That's right. Guy. Yeah. Um, so, why this topic? Uh, I recently um, had an experience of friendship for the first time. My seat's sinking a little bit. So I just really? For it. the first time? Um, the first time. Heard... <laughs> okay. Um, Go ahead. No, I've had friends for a while, believe it or not. But um, I had an experience that led me to contemplate uh, friendship in particular recently. And, you know, we're going to talk about the different kinds of friendship, but this experience. Uh, last weekend, actually, with my former Focus teammates, we're, we're all back together for a wedding. Um, just reminded me of the power and authenticity of, of virtuous friendship, which is kind of the, the ideal form of friendship. Um, and what, how I experienced this, I spent a lot of time with uh, my two, two of my teammates who, uh, they were first years when I was a first year, so we spent two years together, uh, Jessica and Macy. And we stayed like we we were staying like an hour away from where the wedding was, so we'd carpool everywhere, and it left a lot of time for talking and just kind of reminiscing on our our time in focus. And one of the things we reminisced on was the fact that the three of us are very different, and the three of us came into uh, you know our first semester in focus on the same team. Really kind of isolated from each other, we weren't like naturally best friends immediately. We all we had some big differences and big personality conflicts between the three of us. But during our I think it was probably around our second semester together, we made an intentional decision to spend time together. Um, so we set aside a day of the week where we'd have what we called first year breakfast. Um, and it was through that time, carving out that time to get to know each other better, to walk alongside each other and everything that we're going through, that I think we really encountered this this idea of, of virtuous friendship. And we grew together as friends, and we would not have naturally, I think, been friends under different circumstances had we not um, chosen to pursue that. And so I think that's we'll we'll get more into what exactly virtuous friendship is. But I think that's in my mind the image of virtuous friendship, right? It's intentional, it's chosen, um, it's not just out of convenience. Um, so I don't know, is that is that kind of what the kind of thing that comes to your mind when you think of virtuous friendship, or do you have a different example?
1: Yeah, it does. I, I mean, I think there's absolutely uh, uh, some form of providence when it comes to the friends that you end up having, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I think you're right, though, it is a, a choice to invest in, in certain people that are around you by providence, you know, so, uh, to choose to invest more deeply in those relationships. Yeah. Becomes friendship. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I I think those are, uh, things that resonate with me too.
0: Yeah. What is, what would you say virtuous friendship looks like? What's the ideal there?
1: Um, so I I always love the image. Um, I think CS, I got this from CS Lewis in his book, the four loves. I I know we talked Mm -hmm. about that a a while ago, one of our very first Mm -hmm. podcasts, but I always love the image of just, um, you know, friendship being that thing where, where two people are standing shoulder to shoulder facing something and um, in pursuit of something common, you know, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and there's this moment. I, I, I don't want to steal your thunder here, but there's, no, this, moment, yeah, there's this moment. Yeah, uh, there's this moment kind of where uh, I think C.S. Lewis refers to this moment when, you know, one man says to another, what? You too? I, I thought I was the only one. You know, so there's this, you know, kind of commonality that comes with standing shoulder to shoulder, facing some goal, yeah. some common goal, and then turning towards one another and going, right. oh, you too. You know, let's do this together.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I think you can't understate or you can't overstate, you can't overstate that enough, um, depending on how you want to use the phrase, that just the power of that moment, uh, the power of that moment where friendship begins, where you say, whoa, like you too. I thought I was the only one. That is one of, I think, the most, one of the most joyful moments that we can experience in life. And and I don't want to want to understate or overstate that. I don't know what the right word there is, but right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that is. That's, um,
1: it um, is so meaningful. And I think too, one thing that um, is so important to remember about friendship that that image brings about is again, it's shoulder to shoulder. You're not facing one another, you know, it's not Friendships aren't really about the friendship at the end of the day. They're about something else you know, that the friendship is in pursuit of. So yeah. um, I think once the focus becomes on the friendship or on the relationship itself, um, you're now deteriorating what the friendship means in the first place. Yeah.
0: So, Yeah, I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, let's define it. Let's define friendship. Um, I will say our discussion will be rooted in Aristotle a little bit. The philosopher, as he's sometimes called, um, particularly... By Saint Thomas Aquinas, but um, he has these famous three categorizations of friendship. We'll get in, which we'll get into in just a minute. Um, but how does he talk about friendship? He addresses this um, in Nicomachean Ethics, Book Eight, I believe, um, and he he defines it. But he really his main focus is, is these kind of three areas of friendship. But the way he talks about it, he talks about it as um, mutually recognized goodwill. Um, so friends are people who bear goodwill, um, and wish well to each other, which I think is, does not capture the full picture? I think the way he talks about the three kinds of friendship are more helpful. Um, but you could also think of it as like a sharing in, in life together, right? So friends are people who choose to share in some aspect of, of their life together. I think, is that, is that a fair way of defining it?
1: Yeah, that, I liked the second version better. The Aristotle one, I'm, I'm looking at it here and it seems to me, and I, I think Probably I should give Aristotle the opportunity to defend his <laughs> statement. Yeah. I'm sure he can do so adequately, but uh, um, it seems as though that's more of just a a way in which people should behave around one another in general. Yeah. You know, uh, that's kind of what what came up in, in yeah my mind.
0: yeah. I don't like that as a definition. Um, I will say the sharing in life together is rooted in in Aristotle as well. That's right. kind of how he thinks of it. Um, but that was just that, that first one, the mutually recognized goodwill. That was what I was able to find quickly. Yeah, I'm sure he no, gives I'm, it a more elaborate treatment somewhere. But. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, I think that, that definitely has its place,
1: but as far as, yeah. Um, as far as totally capturing what we want to capture, I think, especially in the spiritual sense, I think we'll have to go a little bit deeper. Okay. But like yeah. sharing
0: in common life, I think is, right. is a good starting point. That place, is great. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Oh, uh, yeah, let's go here. The value of friendship. So this is also from our homeboy Aristotle, as I uh, (laughs) affectionately (laughs) refer to him as. Um, So I think this is important context for just how are we thinking about friendship as we go forward. So he says, for without friends, no one would choose to live. Though he had all other goods, even rich men and those in possession of office and of dominating power are thought to need friends most of all. For what is the use of such prosperity without the opportunity of beneficence, which is exercised chiefly and in its most laudable form towards friends? Without friends, no one would choose to live. Isn't that, I think that's a powerful expression of the value of friendship. You can't really say it in much higher terms than that. Yeah, that is incredible. Um,
1: you know, I know we've talked about this before in a previous episode, but you um, I think it's just testament to the fact that we can't I mean we can't live without community we just can't do it you know and I know personally I've had several experiences of uh, you know going back to a place that I associate with a great community like I know yeah. just going back to uh, your college for example maybe everyone has that uh, has that uh, experience or going back to your old yeah. high school and like trying to see it and trying to get the feelings that you had when you were yeah. there and uh, the problem when you go back is that no one is there anymore that you yeah. share that experience with, you know? So, wow. um, yeah, I mean, that's just a direct example. I think of what we're talking about here, you know, it's a, your community yeah. is what makes it meaningful.
0: That's such a powerful insight though. The idea of going back to a place in which you experience friendship in that place, even though the friends aren't there, it retains the memory it of does. friendships and there's something powerful about that.
1: Yeah. There is a desire to go back to that place still. Yeah.
0: And what that makes me think of is, um, the communion of saints and the idea of like having relics in the Catholic church, right? We go to places where saints went or places where saints are buried, et cetera, um, because we kind of have, we want to share in that memory of, you know, and ultimately we live in communion and friendship with, with the saints and with those who have gone before us. So I think there's a a deeper spiritual truth that where we, we, yeah, we can actually go to places and share in the memory of friendship. That's how powerful our, our relationships are.
1: That's right, yeah. It seems, too, like, uh, just how, I'm thinking about how tangible our, our Catholic you know, faith is, um, which is such a blessing, you know, that I think there's so many other faiths that you know, don't emphasize that the tangible side of our spirituality, you know, just one I mean the obvious example is receiving the Eucharist, but two is— mm. um, you know, just these friendships. I mean, that's such yeah. an important—we we have to— Yeah. Uh, I think in a lot of ways, we can only meet Christ fully in the context of, of community or hmm. authentic friendship, you know, uh, yeah. because of the tangibility of it, how we, we meet yeah. Him in literal faces. Yeah.
0: You think friendship with others in particular, or friend, are you talking about friendship with Christ? So,
1: fr- friendship with Christ, for sure, but I think absolutely also with friendship friendship with others. I mean, that's, yeah.
0: that's an essential part of the spiritual life. Yeah. Yeah, a way in which we come to know Christ that's right. through others, yeah. Okay, let's go, let's go ahead and go into these, these big three categories that I think a lot of people are familiar with. Uh, is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, I think it is.
1: I mean, I, I guess it's hard because we kind of have been around Catholic circles for a while, and this is talked about. So, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe, we, should, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. we should take the time to flesh them out. But
0: Yeah, so Aristotle identifies three kinds of friendship uh, that I think are fairly intuitive. I think we experience in common life and everyday life. Um, and they're pleasure utility and virtuous so friendships of pleasure friendships of utility and friendships of virtue uh and let's let's just kind of go i mean you can define them quickly i think they're fairly intuitive friends so pleasure is friends to enjoy spending time together is that is that enough said there or?
1: yeah it's i think it's again i think all friendships are facing toward some goal i think that's that's kind mm-hmm. of that's a fair statement you know the shoulder to shoulder image again is a, is a great image to have in have in one's mind but this type of friendship faces towards some sort of pleasure pursuit right. so uh like a hobby or watching a show together or yeah you know, sports is another example of something like that yeah
0: yeah so let's let's actually stay here on pleasure and then we'll move on to okay. utility yeah. after Sounds we like talk a good about plan. pleasure but um, yeah, so I think these are maybe the most natural forms of friendship, um, fri- friendships of pleasure, right? How we naturally form friendships. Often it's first because we enjoy spending time with somebody, right? You invite somebody to continue hanging out because you enjoyed the first time you hung out with them. right? Um, so I think this is a very, very natural form of friendship. How would you say you've experienced friendships of pleasure in your life?
1: Yeah, so the obvious thing that I've already alluded to is with sports. Um, you know just the the guys that were on my high school club team soccer team or high school soccer team um, you know were really in a lot of ways my closest friends growing up you know because that's who I spent the most time with. That's what we we all focused on the same thing after school you know we all kind of talked about the same we all watched you know soccer on TV yeah. so it was just a very similar interest that we were all facing together right.
0: and it became a, a natural friendship yeah. Yeah, so I think sports often bond people. It's something right. that you can you can enjoy doing together. Um, I think Lewis has this this image as well um, of friendship in which, like you're kind of like you said, standing shoulder to shoulder, gazing out at the same thing, right? Doing the same thing. You're walking alongside. So this kind of friendship sometimes it's not so face to face oriented as it is side to side, side by side, right? Pursuing the same thing. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'd say for me, it's the same thing. I'd say, I guess it just comes for me. I think a friendship's a pleasure. I think of, this is again, like if you think of like a funnel or right, this is how most of my friendships probably start, right? People I enjoy spending time with, I continue to spend time with, and then they grow in different ways from there. But I think especially right now, it seems the people, the, the friends that I spend the most time with, um, that, that's kind of where they're founded on that's not where it ends and there are friends that where it's much deeper than that but i'd say ultimately i think that's the foundation of of a lot of my friendships
1: yeah agreed
0: agreed at least it
1: starts that that's right i was gonna caveat that again yeah it's just a a good starting point for any you know sort of deep relationship i think i mean sometimes it'll start deeper but rarely i think this is just a natural starting point right Yeah. yeah
0: yeah i think so um and then friendships of utility, they're, they're similar to pleasure, right? Um, I think you pursue them for for similar reasons. So this is defined, you can define this as you're friends with somebody because you can get something out of them. Now, I think often, at least in, in Christian circles, this can get a bad rap, right? Um, and, you know, I think even, you know, of JP2's Theology of the Body, right? He distinguishes between love and use, right? And use is bad and love is good. Um, and I think, I think that's very true, right? If you stop at this, if you stop at utility, it's not love. It's not true friendship. Right. Um, but I think at the same time, I think that we can discredit it too quickly and say that there's, there's nothing good in friendships of utility because all it is, is use, right? I think it's rather, it's more healthy to think about it as a starting place for friendship, right? There are some people I think of work colleagues who I get along very well with, Right. I don't spend time with them necessarily outside of work, right? But we have a relationship that's founded along being able to work together, being able them being able to help me, me being able to help them accomplish what we need to, right? There's there might be more that, that forms around that, but that's I'd say the starting point of, of that friendship and that's not inherently a bad thing.
1: Yeah, that's, I would argue because y'all, are, you know, your colleagues are teachers. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's actually a very noble form of friendship, you know, is forming relationships so that you can serve the kids. You know I mean? Utilitarian relationships can be, um, yeah, noble and great and and needed, you know? So, and I think they are in a lot of ways, uh, especially in that example.
0: Yeah, and I think that, like, um, you know, utility, it's, you know, being friends with somebody because they can help you is more foundational than we might think. I think of, like... um, you know, even just like the society we live in, 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 a, in a capitalistic system, right, or in any, any form of commerce. Let's, let's not even say the word capitalism for now with, with connotations that that can carry with it. But like when you enter into a business relationship, enter into commerce with somebody, right, um, when you enter in a job and do work, right, you form relationships through this. Um, and that work actually reminds me that you're useful, that you're valuable to the world. And I think that friendships that we engage in in business relationships are similar because they actually can remind us of an inherent dignity that we have, right? Mm -hmm. When I help somebody with something, help somebody accomplish a task, when I enter into a relationship of utility with them, that actually reminds both me and them that I have something to offer, that I have value, that I have dignity. So we can't reduce it to just that utility, but I think I think we—it's helpful to look at it from that perspective in a way that actually, you know, this points out um, my inherent dignity and isn't solely a use space thing.
1: Yeah, sure. And I, I think too with these, with these two quote-unquote lower forms of friendship, pleasure and utility, um, I will talk about it in a little bit that with these virtuous friendships, you just can't—you can't have that with everyone. You know, at least not in the way that, you know, right. that you that you want to or not in the way yeah. that they all deserve you know so these lower forms of friendships are are ways in which you know we can have relationships with these people that we don't spend as much time with or that we choose to not go as deeply with you know that are that are meaningful and good and we can still treat the yeah. other as other and as as dignified you know
0: Yeah yeah no I think that's a great point because it's often said that you can't be friends with everybody like right. you can't be true virtuous friends with everybody but we can still have valuable relationships yeah. with those that We may not choose to pursue a deeper relationship, a deeper friendship.
1: Yeah. At the same time, I I do really like C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis says um, uh, that we should use the word friend a little bit more sparingly than we Hmm. do a lot of times. I I tend to side with him on that. I think that's Hmm. a really powerful point. And uh, um, yeah, I think uh, (laughs) maybe I should listen. I was going to say, this reminds (laughs) me of another Nick. Nick will look around at a table of friends and say, you're my friend. <laughs> Friendships. <laughs> no, uh, that's, I, I really, in all seriousness, though, I do like his point, you know, and when when push comes to shove, I think, I think that word should be more powerful, you know, uh, yeah. um, powerfully chosen. Yeah.
0: I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I think of, like, the, uh, there's, like, a, another kind of joyful moment or just kind of moment of, of great dignity is when you can talk about somebody and say, like, yeah, he's my good friend. yeah. Or to bring up a story about somebody and say like, yeah, so my my good friend Nick, you know, or like my my friend Nick, you know, whatever. Yeah, cause we're not good friends. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, like I think I think there's a moment of of yeah, just a, that's a really beautiful moment as mm-hmm. well too. I but agree. If I said that about everyone, it it would start to lose its Seriously. its dignity there, you know.
1: Yeah, it would lose its weight. That's a good point. I do think about those times when I tell someone that such and such is my you know, one of my closest friends or something like that, I'll say. And that's, that's a, yeah, that's a a very like, I don't want to say it makes me proud, but it's, yeah, yeah, it's a cool, uh, just a very, uh, I don't know, sort of exclusivity that comes with that relationship that, you know, other people don't have.
0: Yeah. And I think that, you know, I've, I've known people and I think I've known you to do this too, but like, you know, you'll start telling a story about somebody and say like my friend, well, well, my acquaintance, like, like you kind of like realize, well, probably not accurate to describe this person as my friend. And, and I think that's actually a really just thing to do, right? Is to to not claim a friendship, not not to claim a level of relationship with somebody that you don't have. And I think that's just that's just because I think it does justice to those that you do have a close relationship. That's right, with, yeah. Because right? you reserve that term for them.
1: Well, maybe we should talk about criteria for defining someone as your friend. Like what is uh, – like, right. <laughs> what's the threshold for now saying uh, that guy's my friend? You
0: have to hang out together at least three times. <laughs> that's right. That's it. You <laughs> have to have got, navigated at least one conflict together. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, if I write this down. <laughs> <laughs> on the spot here. No, yeah. No, I think uh, – I don't know that we actually on a flesh out that dude. Yeah, we? I don't know. I mean I, I'm more, I more
1: just brought that up for, hey, that's something to think about. I mean yeah. we're not, not to flesh yeah. it out right now.
0: Yeah, go contemplate that. Yeah. Friends. Seriously. (laughs) Every single one of you are our friends. Yes. In a sense. In a sense. Um, but I think this is naturally kind of flowing into to the third kind of friendship, which is is virtuous friendship. Um and this is again, virtuous friendships can have elements of pleasure and utility um to them, but they're friendships that pursue something deeper. So these are friends who grow in virtue together, who will each other's good, who seek out each other's good. Um, I keep thinking of, you know, JP, two in his uh, Theology the Body Ethics and Love and Responsibility. Um, it's that love versus use, right? So I think pleasure and utility contain elements of use, which in some ways are just inherent. They're going to be there, right? We can use other people for things. Right. They, they can benefit us in, in a lot of ways. Um But when they stop there, right, when I treat – this is love and responsibility for JP2. When I treat somebody solely as a means to an end, solely as something I can use for my my benefit, then I know I'm not loving them. Um, But I can love somebody. I can will their good, choose to will their good beyond any pleasure or utility they give me. And yet they still might give me pleasure and utility at times. Um, So I think virtuous friendship – it, it doesn't it can encompass and probably should encompass aspects of pleasure and utility um, but it goes deeper because you don't stop being friends with somebody um, when it's not pleasurable or not beneficial to you in any way right that's a good point
1: yeah and again I want to emphasize too that um, this type of v- friendship virtuous friendship still faces something else you know uh I think with mm. the, for the christian it faces ultimate i mean virtuous friendship is you know not Really, what we would call it, I think we would—I don't know what we would call it—but you know, friendship uh, for the purpose of leading one yeah. another towards God, you know, towards the Lord, um, that would be the the Christian form of virtuous friendship, I think. Is yeah, one so of the le- same, maybe.
0: Yeah, let me ask you this though: Do you think that the virtuous friendship, right? We talked about pleasure, and you, like pleasure is often friendships of pleasure are often not always, but often you know, shoulder to shoulder, looking out towards something um, you're doing together. Um, but do you think virtuous friendship is more so is, – is it any more oriented towards the other? I,
1: uh, maybe. I think the image that I like for virtuous friendship is you know, moving along the path towards um, – uh, I think Aristotle would say flourishing, right? Mm-hmm. whatever the Greek mm-hmm. word is. I'd never yeah. know how to say it right, but yeah. uh, eudaimonia, eudaimonia. Eudaimonia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, towards flourishing together. And then the only time when it's necessary to turn towards the other in theory is – You know, when that person needs to be told that they need to move back onto the path or when that person is hurting and needs to be Mm. healed so that they can continue on the path. It's never about it's never about the relationship itself or the people themselves. It's about the goal that they're pursuing
0: together. Yeah, maybe I want to challenge that a little bit um, because I see what you're saying. But I think of like my mind keeps coming to marriage again to JP two and how he talks about theology of the body, because ultimately marriage is like one of the most, if not the most Im- intimate kind of friendship, and I would say it's very oriented towards the others. It's not, but it doesn't stop there, right? That's the sacramental worldview, is that what we experience in each other is good, is really good and beautiful, but it leads us to turn, eventually to turn outward towards God together. But it, I think it, there is a sense in which it starts at facing each other.
1: Yeah, that's um, well. So with friendship, I would argue that it doesn't. So the okay. friendship starts with facing some sort, again mm-hmm. facing towards some goal, and then hmm. the turning towards and going, oh yeah, you too. I didn't know, right? So that's the okay. the yeah. facing toward the goal, and then the turning and saying, oh you're going along, going along with me. Let's come on. But with marriage, I think it's different. You know, marriage is a different thing than than friendship. It goes above and beyond. And C.S. Lewis talks. A little, I mean, he, his like uh, passage on on marriage is just absolutely beautiful in the Four Loves, and I, I encourage anyone to go and read it. I think just, it just makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really flesh out exactly what he said in there, but uh, yeah, his his thing is marriage is actually yes, it's a it's a very uh, face toward the other type of relationship. Um, there's arrows involved yeah. for one thing, True. which is very face to face, obviously. So right. um, yeah, there's a diff- another factor of love involved.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think I'm going to keep pushing back though. Um, I think that there, I mean, to encounter, I think to really encounter another person, you, you have to be turned towards them. You have to be oriented towards discovering something in them, right? Whether it's virtue, pr- pleasure, utility, right? It's discovering something in someone else it's not just i like the fact that you like soccer i don't like soccer so that's a bad example Mm -hmm. but um i don't hate it no Uh, but it's not i like the fact that you share this common interest with me it's no i'm discovering something good and beautiful in you and yeah it might have to do with this common interest that we can do together but i think it's too far to say that it has nothing to do with um like a, a facing the other person and it's solely just a shoulder to shoulder.
1: Yeah. I guess I, what I don't want to say is that, uh, it's, it's not that we don't care about our friends. That's, that's definitely what I don't want to say. So, um, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe I, yeah, I need to, to flesh out what I mean when I say it's not really, it's not really about the other, uh, um, cause that's not what I mean. I, I mean, I definitely absolutely, we should care about the other person, the friends that are alongside of us. Um, but I guess what I mean is the central driving force behind our friendship is not the friendship itself. It's not it's not the people. It's yeah. uh, you know it's the central driving force is the the goal that we're in pursuit of, the place that we're in pursuit of, you know, ending up at. Okay. Because um, I know I've I've been in you know a relationship or two where um, it just seemed like we get together like all all that's done is like we just talk about how we're doing or how we're feeling yeah. or. Yeah, and that seems disordered, right? That that seems like okay. Well, what are we doing this for? You know, it's it's not really about that, right?
0: Yeah, because I've seen that even that's something I've I think I've fallen prey to is in attempting to be a virtuous friendship, it becomes kind of this. I think we can think of virtuous friendships like, oh, well, you're supposed to grow together, right? And then it becomes solely about. I think it's something you could see um, sometimes in like focused discipleship, even right. It becomes about okay, we're meeting, we're getting together in order to just grow, right? But we're not so much sharing in common life together. Right, right. Um, so I think there's a way in which virtuous friendship even can be gone about in in the wrong way.
1: Yeah. No, I'm, this is a hard one to flesh out because uh, I think it, it just uh, it takes a lot of prayer and discernment
0: from yeah. relationship
1: to relationship. But
0: So let me ask you this. So are you saying that virtuous friendship, is that any more facing the other than— Pleasure and utility, or is it still not about the other person? Um, I don't know. I, I I guess I don't know how to say. I guess yeah. I don't know how to
1: uh, how to define the appropriate proportion of facing facing outward versus yeah, okay. facing yeah, to yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, left yeah. or right. Sure. You know, sure. I, I I will say I, I I think it would be worth it to talk about um, like what. Turning towards the other person means maybe maybe let me let me talk about what I mean. So in a relationship that's centered on Christ, let's say that. I, I know I have I have several friends that our relationship is centered on Christ. Not several, a few. Um, and we talk regularly. Our conversations almost always center around you know something that you know we've been thinking about or praying about with regards to the faith or that we think is beautiful or worth mentioning or uh, and they're about you know, some aspect of our life where we want to like d- discern what the Lord's will is. It's, I mean, it's always about almost always about that, you know, and, um, in conversation and the turning towards, like, let's say my friend is, you know, struggling with such and such sin in his life. That that's a, an example of a turning towards him, a fa- yeah. facing him mm-hmm. for the purpose of getting him back, you know, on the path so that he can walk yeah. it more fully, you know? Yeah. Um, I guess I don't. I guess I don't want to have an idea of what the disorder version of that would be yet. But um, yeah, who knows?
0: Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. But I, I think there is still that element of you know the the person who looks at you right and intentionally wants to know what's going on and is asking you about you right. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard to say that that's not about the other right. It's not about the friendship. Isn't about each other right and and learning more about each other. Um, but I see what you're saying about like, ultimately you're, you're doing that and you're drawing somebody back towards a common goal.
1: Yeah. Let me say this too. I I heard this recently actually about John Paul II. I hadn't heard this before, but, um, he was in Brazil, you know, doing his missionary work that he did traveling all over the world. Mm -hmm. And, um, I heard this story that someone asked him there, like he had this crazy schedule, get up at 4am, 5am, go to bed at one. I mean, he's not, he was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just, you know, just go on day to day, all day, and uh, one of the Brazilians there that was ministering to him while he was in Brazil asked him, Father, like, are you, t- Holy Father, are you tired? And he said, I, I don't know, I guess I haven't really thought about it. Wow. You know, so <laughs> that that's kind of the example, like a, the supreme, not the supreme example, but a supreme example of someone who's totally outward facing, you know, that, um, and that was more of an example of in his own personal life, you know, but I, just to relate it to the friendship, you know, um, I know one of, you know, one in particular, my, my closest friendships that I have, um, we spend most of our time in phone conversation talking about things that we prayed or read or, or whatever. And we don't usually talk about how we're doing or whatever, quote unquote. And, that's okay. We have a great relationship. Yeah. You know, it's not really about huh. that. Um, you know, huh. so just food for thought.
0: Yeah. It's good food for thought, but I really think we're at a, a point of disagreement about friendship here. Yeah. Maybe I, <laughs> cause like, know. I don't, cause my instinct, my response to that is that like John Paul II is forgetting about how he's tired because he's encountering the other. That's right. It's yeah. an outward facing, but it's an outward facing towards others. That's right. But he's, uh, yeah.
1: So he's, he's out in front leading others down a path. You know, so again, it's, Mm -hmm. it, it's about, it's about the other, but it's not really, it's about, it's about Christ. You know, it's about leading the other towards Christ, towards that path, you know? And and again, it's a, it's a shoulder to shoulder. It's a looking towards the other for purposes of moving shoulder to shoulder, you know? Uh, What do you think about that? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, but
1: <laughs> yeah. So I think too, I, and I, I think we're on the same. I actually think we're on the same page. I'm just maybe not nuancing it properly. But uh, what I'm I'm not saying is that like there's no value to the other. I mean, the other, you know, the other person, yeah. the friend is is an important, you know, is important, is of you know infinite dignity, right? right? I mean, it's not, it's not like they're a means yeah. to an end to yeah move along the path. Right, you know? which is what uh, I'm afraid
0: of in what you're saying.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think that's right either, so maybe I need to think about it and yeah. flesh out more what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know just relationships can be can be un- unhealthy when the focus tends to be on how we're doing or, you know, just stuck facing each other, you know, talking about how we're doing.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to think more about that as well. Yeah. I'll have to contemplate that more. Okay. So let's go deeper into this image of virtuous friendship though. Cause I think we do agree on ultimately, um, what's at the heart of virtuous friendship, but maybe what are some examples of how you've experienced that? And, um, maybe what like your ideal image of like virtuous friendship is.
1: Um, yeah. So virtuous friendship, uh, I mean, obviously the Christian form is, you know, facing toward Christ, um, mm-hmm. moving towards greater relationship with him together. Um, yeah, I guess I don't have any uh any other way to flesh that out right yeah. now. Besides, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you want concrete examples? We can we can talk about that for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, what's how's that looked in your life?
1: Yeah. So, um, again, I I have the example of yeah, just someone who I remember uh, particular people in my life who I um, do did ministry with, um, you know, especially in focus or. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. been the prime example of my life. You know, of yeah. authentic friendship is, you know, facing towards, you know, that common yeah. pursuit of bringing souls to heaven.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, No, I think there's, I mean, I think of even like marriage. It's said that, you know, like you have to have a common mission, right? And your mission is ultimately, it might be some external mission, external of the family, but fundamentally it's your family, right? You're raising a family together. And that is, I think, at the core of that common mission is at the core of any authentic friendship um so I think as a sense in which i think your your emphasis on that facing outward is is, is right on point uh because yeah i think i think in i think of the most authentic friendships i've had too it's it's been that there's been a common mission so I think maybe without a common mission it can become I, I, yeah i'm starting to see your point more i think it can become more self-centered or Um, even like idolatrous and focusing on the other person, um, rather than turning them outwards towards God and towards giving of themselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a hard one. I mean, I don't have, I don't pretend to have it figured out, you know, as to how to practice virtuous friendship particularly well, you know, Uh, um, I think it honestly, I think, uh, I don't want to overthink it too much, you know, because, uh, these types of relationships when, you know, uh, both of the friends are right. living their lives in an ordered way and together it tends to flow naturally. Right. You know? Exactly.
0: Yeah. I think we can't, we can't ignore the natural elements of friendship because I think it's, I think sometimes all the talk about virtuous friendship can make it feel like a forced thing, like a very formal thing. Um, but we forget that like, yeah, there is that natural, like you were talking about at the beginning, like you, you become friends with somebody providentially through the, the grace of God, putting them in your life. Right. And and sharing those common interests is not something that that you actively control, right? It's a product of, of kind of circumstances and providence, guiding you together. And so, and, and that means that there has to be elements of pleasure and utility there too. But I think, I think friendship at its finest, you know, the platonic form of friendship is going to be, um, it's not a science, you know, it's, right, it's an art. Um, it's something that we can, we see, we know, and we see it. I think of, um, I think it was Basil and Gregory, um, the saints who. It was said of them they were like they were of the same mind. They were such good friends. They were wow. it was like they were they had the same mind. Um, so there's a providential guidance of that that allows two two human beings to share in in a really deep friendship. Um, but yeah, I guess that's what I think of. I, I think of the the saints we know who were authentic friends. I think of, um. You know, whether it's like Saints Francis and Claire or, you know, Basil and Gregory, as we mentioned, um, you know, the or just people you might think of in your in your life, you know, where you see there's there's just a strong friendship that binds them and that they grow together and they're seeking a common mission together. Um so I think it's something we see and then we can analyze aspects of it, but it's not it's not a, a thing we can scientifically right. deduce how to figure out to form the perfect friendship. Right.
1: That's true. Yeah. I think, I think too, though, um, I, again, I think that's true, but it seems like our community, our culture, especially amongst people that are, are younger and growing up in the technological age, you know, are, are starved of this type of friendship. I think that's right. Yeah. Um, you know, same it's, with community, right? Cause friendship right, is yeah. like the foundational element of community. Right, yeah. Community is just a series of, you know, friendships, right. That yeah. to, to live together. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it seems like in a lot of ways, practical ways are needed to help people develop these types of friendships. Because I know personally, when I've been in situations uh, where I've been surrounded by incredible community with amazing friends, some of the deepest friendships I've ever had, that those times in my life are just shine as being the most, like the the times when I most thrived. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, it's just totally associated with right living. And with with flourishing as a human being. uh, Right. You know, so I just, I think, like, practical steps actually are needed to help people form these types of virtuous friendships that help them to become the best versions of themselves and um, inspire them to become who they were meant to be and, um, you know, help them to live more full lives. Because, you know, when you have these virtuous friendships, like, life is just so much brighter. right? Yeah and just more pleasure filled really and more, you know, more fulfilling. And so, I mean, yeah,
0: like the good philosopher said at the beginning, you know, the, like without friendship, like friendship is what makes life worth living. Right. Essentially. Um, it's it's a part of this, this eudaimonia, this vision of human flourishing.
1: Yeah. And too, I also want to mention that some, you know, most people have, you know, some type of friendship, um, which, you know, keeps Aristotle's thought intact because, you know, I, I mean, I would argue in some sense that like the degree in which you have holy, virtuous friendships is to the degree in which you, you know, your desire to live increases or decreases, you know? I mean, uh, if you have zero friends, I mean, it's impossible to go on my personal, right. yeah. My yeah. Personal, I mean, and then uh, if you have healthy, holy, incredible friendships, your desire to live only grows and becomes more fulfilled.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, I think that's right. Yeah, I think one other thing about friendship that I want to, touch on before we're about 45 minutes here so we're eventually going to publicly evaluate the state of our friendship but uh before you go there i think there seems to me that there's an aspect of friendship that is exclusive there's an exclusivity to friendship do you think that's true um what do you mean so i mean i guess it's kind of like with with um you know virtuous friendship in particular you cannot be friends with everybody on it like deep, virtuous friends um, with everybody. And so, therefore, in choosing friends and choosing somebody as a friend, you are saying no to the possibility of other people. Not that you can't have more than one friend, but by choosing your friends, you're saying no to other people right? who could pot- potentially be these virtuous friends that you walk with. Yeah,
1: I mean, uh, I, d- I think there has to be, and it, especially with the, with the virtuous type of friendship. Um, there has to be, you know, there can't be Thirty people that um, you share your, you know, life's path with. It seems like that would be impossible to develop deep friendships with all thirty of those people. Right. You know, I think the fo- what was the focus joke uh, that Curtis Martin said. Uh, he said like uh, Jesus only had twelve, and he, or Jesus had twelve, yeah, he had 12 and 12 he friends. only he only kept eleven. So right, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe maybe eleven is the measure. Uh, right. Uh, the, is the standard, but no. I mean, it seems seems impossible to commit yourself to to more than. Um,
0: yeah. You know, a few people. Right. And that's, I think, it's something powerful to think about. It's like when I choose to be friends with Nick, like I'm saying no to, to others. You know, I think you see this in like romantic relationships too, right? In order to date somebody or to right. marry somebody, you're saying no to the possibility everyone of everyone else. Yeah. all these other people. Now, friendship isn't quite as exclusive, um, but I think it still is, right? To choose to love somebody means you're choosing not to love or not to attend to something else or someone else. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that is a testimony just to the, the value and the beauty of authentic friendship. Right. Agreed. Yeah. That's definitely something to consider
1: also too, you know, as again, talking about developing these virtuous friendships, like who is it that I'm spending my time with, you know, during the course yeah. of my regular week. And is that who I really want to spend my time, uh, you know, with, is that who I should be spending my time yeah. with if, you know, I'm pursuing what, what I say I want to pursue is that, you know, are these people leading me towards
0: that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's right. So the question that all of our listeners are waiting for mm. is, are Nick and Dylan virtuous friends? Are you breaking up with me? I didn't say that. I just posed <laughs> the question. Was a, <laughs> that was a dumb thing to say.
1: Um, you know what, Dylan? I have something I want to tell you. Oh, no. Yeah, we need to just flesh this out right now. <laughs> All right, here we go. You're I'm ready? a little bit uncomfortable by this question.
0: <laughs> hey, you said the question just was fine. i comforted by the I, question. Yeah. I asked if you wanted to talk about it, and you said yes. Yeah, so. um,
1: yeah, I think a lot of ways we are. I think, uh, um, you know, we uh, um, definitely have uh, something that we need to uh, fight about uh, later on. <laughs> <but>, uh, <laughs> Do we? <laughs> what's that do <laughs> yeah, no, we no. um no really i uh i think just the things that you know we we can discuss you know with our, our prayer lives and uh um you know in particular with the things that we read and you know the uh the community that we have i think i'll point to the fact that uh, virtuous friendship is in place yeah i don't know if we if we meet the particular criteria of what Aristotle claims yeah. is a virtuous friendship, yeah. or not, because I haven't studied it. But
0: yeah, I don't know if we're quite a, a Basil and Gregory yet. That's right. Yeah. I think the one my uh, my joke answer to that is always that uh, well, it's definitely not a friendship of pleasure. Tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
1: It's definitely not a friendship of utility either, because Dylan does about ninety percent of the work for uh, <laughs> it. If, if we're just looking at the podcast, that is that is true. Nick is not
0: very useful Actually, you are. Uh, you're useful in the sense that like. If you weren't there, I'd just be, it'd be a soloquium. So. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's a classic. <laughs> um, but no, I think it's right. I think that, I don't know. I, I will say about our friendship in particular, I think I joke about the pleasure, but I think that it truly is like that I think has been kind of the entry point. You know, obviously there's yeah. been like, I think our friendship was founded around like a common bond a common mission um, as former missionaries and desiring to, continue to be on mission. Um, and to share that, that mission with someone. Um, but I think it's always been for me too. It's been, I think with you and a lot of my friendships, the moment, I think, um, seem to be very naturally, you know, I, I really enjoy spending time, um, with my friends. I think of like our, our men's group, um, that we're together Mm in, um, but it's just always been, there's been a real, I think just a real, a joy to spending time with, with you, um, and with our friends in general so i think that that has, has seemed like yeah i guess it's an interesting example because i think the starting point seems to be both virtue and um yeah. pleasure and then eventually became utility when uh, we established this business relationship of colloquium
1: yeah sure with these philosophical discussions it's, it seemed it seems like these general principles are extremely helpful but they you know and especially in in the sense that we were talking about yeah pleasure is probably the natural starting point it doesn't always apply right so i mean i, I think this is an example where yeah. maybe maybe it did maybe it didn't you know
0: yeah yeah and i think uh yeah it's a it's a helpful framework right right but you know i think we see also you know true friendship is is tested with with difficulty right with trial with conflict um i think we've had some of that right sure yeah, yeah. sure sure thing um, apparently you want to Bring up some beef later. Yep, so.
1: we'll have to talk later. I've yeah. got something I want to. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, great. I'm glad we're uh, doing well in our friendship, we're on the same page. There, we're... you want to stay friends? Um, let's talk about it later. All right. All right I'll, um, <laughs> well, if we uh, if we stop podcasting, or if next episode Nick sounds very angry, or I sound very angry, then you know how that conversation. Sorry, we'll have to change that C to an S. S- so. So loquacious. There, there you go. There you go. All right. Well, any other parting thoughts on friendship? It's a beautiful thing. It is. It is indeed a beautiful thing. You should write a poem
1: on that. I should. I think that'd be the extent of the poem. Friendship. It's a beautiful. Poem. <laughs> That's right. Nick Poetry. Smith. <laughs> okay. All
0: right. All right. All right. Well, we have the email coocumshow at gmail.com. Email us. Leave us a review on Apple. Follow us on the socials. Colloquium show is our tag. Instagram.com slash colloquium show. Same thing on Facebook, except, you know, facebook.com. And uh, yeah, well, we will see you next time. we got plenty of topics in the hopper. So uh, stay tuned for a fun topic coming to a uh, device near you. All right. Praise be Jesus Christ. Now and forever. Amen. Amen.